Hey everybody, so I have some big news to share. We are announcing the creation of the first ever White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention. Oh no, bad news for gun violence prevention. Kamala's in charge of it. Now we're scrawed. Yeah, Kamala. She came out again. What do you mean came out? No, I just mean came out. Like, you know, not came out, came out. It's like yesterday when we learned that Rupert Murdoch was transitioning. And the Democrats have made the word transitioning mean only one thing. Means you're going to lop off your potos, you know, and your your potos. Yeah, that's from Roots. That's from Roots. (laughs) Yeah, LeVar Burton and all that stuff. Uh, Your potos. But that's the... (laughs) That is, uh, she's in charge. What else is she in charge of, Michael? She's in charge of space, right? How are we doing on space? Yeah. Uh, Well, Elon Musk is doing okay. She, uh, the moon. You're going to be able to see the craters on the moon with your own eyes. Remember, they flew in those actors from California to play the role of children. Uh, did they try to change their genders while they're here? Because, you know, they do a lot of... She's the border czarina. They call her the border czar, but that is sexist because that implies that she has a poto, and uh, that is not, that's not good, I think. Here's the, um, the short list of what you're overseeing, and I've left things out. Okay. Immigration. <laughs> uh, increasing broadband access. Immigration. Black maternal mortality. Racial inequality. Women in the workforce. Infrastructure. We just talked about voting rights. That seems like a lot for one person. Oh, don't forget I'm in charge of the Space Council. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, this is, a, this is the short partial list. Yeah, immigration, the border, uh, racial relations, uh, seeing the craters on the moon with your own eyes, a whole lot of stuff. And now she's in charge of, of what are they calling it? Uh, gun violence, because they think that guns commit violence. We are doing this work in large part because of the activism, the organizing, the marching, the voting. Marching. All of you leaders. They love marching. Students, like Germans, teachers, community leaders who understand that living free from gun violence should be a right. Yeah, it should be. So Democrats should not be allowed to own firearms. And if Democrats do own firearms, maybe we should have laws about that. And then um, when they're arrested for breaking laws, we should enforce the laws and not let them go without bail. Uh, and then not let them go with a slap on the wrist so they can. And here's the bottom line. Kamala, if you're going to be in charge of this, here's what you need to do. Tell Democrats to stop shooting everybody. Let's get a Democrat leader out there. She's, you know, kind of African-American and, and half Indian-American. And, and uh, she should maybe come out and say, hey, Democrats, let's do a death takes a holiday weekend. Let's do it this weekend. Today's Friday. Now, Kamala, that you're in charge. You've got the, you know, kind of little person pulpit and you could uh, you could come out and ask Democrats to not shoot anybody. Maybe let's just for a day. Let's start with one day, maybe a Saturday across the country. No Democrats shoot anybody. So nobody gets shot except maybe a burglar or home invader. You know, something like who would be a Democrat naturally? Yeah, but she's the czarina of the border doing a heck of a job on that one. She's in charge of space and the moon. She's not sure whether that's a reference to buttocks or not. She, she doesn't know. Of racial harmony. Uh, she's, uh, you know, in three-part harmony. Um, immigration. Viva la immigration. That's, that's great. And how's she doing on any of that stuff? 
any results anywhere that she can point to with pride? I think not. I'm, uh, I'm thinking not. So we're going to work on this together. We're going to continue to fight for reasonable gun safety laws gun safety and for measures. the ability of all people to live their best lives free from fear, free from violence. Thank you for all that you have done maybe, and continue to do. Maybe Democrat-free zones. We should have Democrat-free zones. Uh, maybe Montana should declare itself the Dakotas, Wyoming. Uh, they should declare an area to be a Democrat-free zone and then nobody would be shot. I'd like to look at the uh, shooting and homicide rates in the states that I just mentioned. And I've done this before, but not for a couple of years. Let's look at Wyoming, uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana. Um, and let's look at the homicide rates there, particularly using guns. Because last time I looked, they were pretty much right in there with Sweden. The homicide rates, the shooting rates, about Sweden, Chicago, um, you know, kind of like Cambodia under Pol Pot, Washington, D.C., same thing. Isn't that amazing? So she's in charge of gun violence, which is bad news for gun violence because she hasn't made anything better anywhere. Kind of a thing. Mm-mm-mm. Speaking of Kamala Harris being in charge of the border, uh, also I want to remind you of something else since we're talking about, uh, that's our nickname for John Fetterman. Also, it turns out it's his U.S. Capitol Police code name. When he's moving. <laughs> and then all the police know exactly who they're talking about. All you have to do is get on the get on the squawker, get on the, the two-way radios, U.S. Capitol Police, and say, <laughs> They know who they're talking about. But uh, John Fetterman, uh, they had to change the dress code just for him because he's a caveman. And um, you may have forgotten this because when you're a Democrat, this is not a problem for you. But there was an incident, an incident. Fetterman chased a black jogger down with a shotgun, threatening to kill him, of course, because he's black. And when you're a Democrat, that story just goes away. That's not a thing. You know, um, former Senator and Vice President Dan Quayle once uh, took a teacher's advice in a classroom during an event and wrote potato incorrectly. He was being mocked for that again today on MSNBC. John Fetterman chased a black man down with a shotgun for the crime of jogging, and that is erased from his record within a matter of days. It's good to be a Democrat. Fetterman's past gun incident rattles black Democrats in Pennsylvania Senate race, NBC fake news reported way back when. This was in April of last year. And the story reemerged, and then it didn't matter because when you're a Democrat, you can chase black men down with shotguns all you want if they're jogging for the crime of jogging, and nobody even calls you a racist just because you're, you know, the party of the Confederate States of America in the Civil War, and they're still getting away with it. John Fetterman said he heard what sounded like gunfire and saw a man running away, so he reacted by getting his kid inside and to safety before he called 911. What Fetterman did next, however, still haunts him nine years later as he campaigns for the Democratic nomination for the Senate in Pennsylvania. 
He chased the man down with a shotgun and detained him until police arrived. Turned out the man was jogging and wearing running clothes. According to a police report, the man was unarmed. Said the sound of gunfire was actually fireworks being shot off by some kids nearby. Although two witnesses thought they heard shots too. Yeah, but that's because they were fireworks. But he saw a black guy in jogging clothes jogging, so he got his shotgun, brought his family to safety, chased him down, held him for police. The man Fetterman pulled a gun on is black. Fetterman, the mayor of the Pittsburgh area borough of Braddock at the time, and now the state's lieutenant governor, is white. Kind of. Fetterman, 52, said he couldn't tell the jogger's race initially because of how he was bundled up in in the winter cold. Sure, just looked like uh, a white guy uh, jogging along in jogging clothes. Didn't we just say he was in jogging clothes? And now he's bundled up in the wintertime? But when you're a Democrat, that's no big deal. That's no big deal. Speaking of which, there is a Halloween is coming up, and the John Fetterman Halloween costume is going to be big this year. There is a... uh, Halloween costume company called Spirit that has that he was the mayor of Braddock, Pennsylvania, when he chased the poor innocent black guy down using a shotgun. And uh, they've got a Halloween costume called the Braddock Troll. The Braddock Troll. And it includes the Halloween costume, a uh, dark blue Carhartt hoodie, dirty gym shorts, a teleprompter, because he has to read everything. He can't uh, go off the cuff, otherwise it's big trouble. A shotgun, which is perfect to chase down black joggers. It does not include a single accomplishment in life. That's uh, part of the Halloween costume. If you want to be John Fetterman this Halloween, because that's, uh, that's the thing. That's a good Halloween costume. <laughs> and I guess if you want to be Kamala Harris, you could, you could go with the description we had earlier from Trisha. Heels up. Heels up Harris. You have to get some heels and well, maybe you don't want to do that as a Halloween costume. <laughs> It'd all be in the pose, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. Man, oh, man. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is very upset. She says she can't go out to lunch in Florida without finding wall-to-wall Fox News. Now, uh, what is this? The uh, that's the She's on Fox News for going to lunch. Well, that's because you complain that Florida isn't safe and the Wuhan Red Death and they're not restrictive enough and they allow people to be free. You complain about that for three years, and then you go on vacation in Florida where you can be free and don't have to wear a mask and there are no mandates and you can act like a normal person. Uh, so naturally you're going to be mocked about that because you are extraordinarily mockable, by the way. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Man, oh, man. Yes, sir. Senator Fetterman, uh, the, uh, excuse me, Senator Menendez, the indicted uh, Democrat from New Jersey, he's up for re-election uh, next year. And being indicted will not be a problem with the Democrat voters in New Jersey. Of that, you can be sure. That is a fact. Jack. Um, we're screwed. Um, there is no hope. Um, we are dying now. Like, I don't give a damn. And, um, like, really, that's what it's about. She doesn't give a damn. Mm-mm. Amazing. Just amazing stuff. Yeah. So now you're in charge, uh, Kamala, of uh, gun stuff. Tell Democrats to stop shooting everybody, and then we'll have a death takes a holiday weekend. And then the whole Democrat Party can say, wow, why didn't we think of this earlier? We should tell Democrats 
I've been saying for years that if you're a registered Democrat, you should be prohibited from owning a firearm. And if you do own one, you should get 250 years in prison. <laughs> like that, uh, actually, he got 275 years in prison. The, the Brazilian that was convicted of murdering 11 people in a massacre and then escaped and walked right across our border and made his way to New Hampshire, where he had a job, because Joe Biden and the Democrats want more murderers. All right, let's go to some, uh, let's go to some audio here. Let's go to soundbite number one, kind of an unusual place to start. NBC Nightly News, that's what they call it. They put the word news in quotation marks now. Have you, have you noticed that? <laughs> they don't really, but they should. NBC Nightly News, uh, they got a person there named Morgan Chesky, Morgan Chesky, talking about migrants crossing the border. And in Eagle Pass, Texas, they have a Democrat mayor by the name of Rolando Salinas. Tonight in Eagle Pass, Texas, officials say they're overwhelmed. The town now under a state of emergency in response to a massive migrant surge. In just 24 hours, 2,500 migrants crossed illegally. The mayor issuing the call for more help and resources. We need to do something to control the situation. This is not normal. It is not normal for thousands of people to simply be walking in in a line without consequence. The, um, the, the Biden administration people sent, sent agents down there with bolt cutters to cut through the concertina wire that Texas had put in place because the Biden people are open borders people and they're making sure that our borders are wide open. I've got more on the border for you, including from NBC Fake News. They apparently watched Fox or Newsmax and found out what was going on. So they went there for a minute. They're going to smooth it over for the Democrats, though. Check it out. They leave a lot out because they're crooks. You know, uh, President Joe Biden's plan to inflict the digital dollar on the United States of America is already underway. And it's very important to understand the potential consequences because they're telling us a whole lot of hooey about this. And what they're telling us is not true. None of it is in our best interests as individuals or as a country. And time is of the essence. So getting smart now is a good idea if you want to protect yourself. You can help protect your savings and your retirement from the risks of Joe Biden's dingy digital dollar scheme by diversifying with IRAs in gold and silver. You get started by calling the experts at American Alternative Assets. You call American Alternative Assets today at 888-4-GOLD-20. That's 888-446-5320. They're going to give you all the guidance you need on safeguarding your retirement savings. Say no to Joe Biden's digital dollar scheme. Call 888-4-GOLD-20. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal tax investment and financial advice before opening an account. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, more on the border uh, coming up because, you know, we got that. And then cringe. Some really cringeworthy moments at yesterday's White House briefing, too. You don't want to miss these. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. 
Are you into weird, spooky, and strange history? Horrifying History tells you about the side of history that people don't normally talk about. We tell the tales of haunted places, infamous true crimes, unsolved mysteries, the paranormal, and then we look to history to see where the truth actually lies. Want to get spooky with us? Horrifying History, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. So much madness, so little time. In Washington, D.C., my friend Bill uh, lives in Washington, D.C., lives off of Georgia Avenue in northwest Washington, D.C., shot and sent me a photograph of flyers, posters that have been pinned up on street lamps and things around his neighborhood, and a radical left-wing group of extremists. Uh, They call themselves the IFI, but then they don't tell you what the IFI is. And uh, the IFI is demanding that if government employees are going to be forced to go back to work to return to the office, which they reduce to an acronym, acronym of RTO or an abbreviation, RTO, return to office, they're demanding that it be a maximum, mind you, a maximum of two days a week in the office. No more than two days, exclamation mark, in the office, the campaign of the IFI collective they're a collective because they're communists, you know. They'll probably be looting later today as a collective, too. So they're demanding no more than two days a week in the office, if that could be one day or two days in the office. Um, if they're forced to return to the office as government employees, you know, being paid by the taxpayers, all that stuff. Also, I've got a big update for you on uh, the indicted Democrat senator from New Jersey, Bob Menendez. Uh, who's been indicted before. He's been down this road before. Now it turns out that the crooked FBI, the uh, crooked, sleazy FBI in the Southern District of New York, uh, where they've got a Democrat prosecutor there, they raided the senator's house. I said, wow, they raided his house. They found cash and gold bars and a black Mercedes-Benz convertible, and uh, it's all crooked stuff. He had jackets stuffed with cash. But here's the trick. The raid was in June of last year. CNN wasn't invited, and we just found out today. America starts the day with America in the morning. Pending home sales numbers, they tanked in April, but there are Hi, I'm John Trout, your host for the latest news, politics, entertainment, business, and weather. Octane action in the dust, a new film puts... Our staff of correspondents provide a fast-paced look at the world with specialized reports from where news happens. It's a bird, it's a plane, it's Amazon. Concise, accurate, and fresh each day. America in the Morning, the podcast, available wherever you listen. Now, there are some remarkable details about this Senator Bob Menendez indictment. I mean, he must be guilty as hell to have the radical left-wing Southern District of New York U.S. attorney pursue this. And uh, we're watching and we're reading and we're taking all this in. And buried in the story, we learned that the FBI raided Senator Bob Menendez's home. I said, oh, wow, that's pretty interesting. That's surprising. Uh, Were there video cameras there? You know, like when Roger Stone's home was raided in a pre-dawn FBI raid, like they were going after bin Laden. And they had a CNN camera crew outside. Just coincidentally, they just happened to 
have a CNN camera crew outside of Roger Stone's home uh, in coordination with the FBI and the corrupt Justice Department who are political fascists, just uh, by the way. But let me, uh, let me uh, tell you what we're finding here uh, about the June 2020 raid, right? And, you know, they indicted Ray Epps the other day, Ray Epps for trespassing or chewing gum or something like that. Uh, two years and eight months after January 6th, they, they indicted with a slap on the wrist charge Ray Epps, who was inciting violence on June 5th and June 6th. He's not going to get 22 years in prison, though. He's going to get a cupcake and a ride home from the FBI. But here's what we've got inside the home of Bob Menendez. Uh, what the FBI found in June of 2022 and then kept it a secret all this time. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. We're about 15 months later, and the FBI, not a leak, not a single leak about it. Isn't that great? Boy, it's good to be a Democrat, isn't it? Because all the grand juries leak in Washington, D.C. if it's anti-Republican, anti-Trump news, it leaks to the Washington Post and the New York Times and to CNN. And, you know, it's, hey, it's a dossier. No, it's Hillary Clinton's opposition research. There's Russian collusion. Well, on the part of the Clintons, perhaps, but not Donald Trump. Amazing stuff. So the FBI raided in June of last year. And that is going to be 15 months ago. And not a single leak, hermetically sealed, like the hermits that they are. And uh, uh, how completely unlike all of the leaks about Trump and the photos and everything else. Hey, here, look, he had a magazine rack with uh, him on the front page of magazines. Ha, ha, ha. And the FBI photographs it, and it leaked that day. Now, Senator Bob Menendez is a Democrat and apparently a criminal, allegedly, and the FBI raided his home 15 months ago. They took pictures, but none of them leaked. None of them were released to the press because the FBI has been corrupted by the left in the United States of America and the Democrat Party. They found, they uh, say, we learned 15 months later after a public announcement with no leaks. They've got a photograph of a very nice-looking late model black Mercedes-Benz convertible automobile in his driveway, which uh, apparently was a gift from, you know, a crook, maybe the Egyptian. I'm not sure which one. They found $100,000 in gold bars, actual gold bars. Who wouldn't like gold bars? I, you know, I'd like one of those gold bars like in the movie Goldfinger, you know, the size of a brick that you build a house with. Those have to be worth a lot of money, I think. Because if you have a one kilo and they found one kilo, how many four of them, I believe, they found four one kilo gold bars at Senator Mineta's house. They were gifts from interested parties, if you know what I mean. And a one kilo, one kilogram, that's a thousand grams, a gold bar is going for about $64,000 right now, a little more than $64,000. He had four gold bars in his home laying around. They, uh, they found about $480,000 in cash in his house. Well, you know, you want to keep some cash laying around in case the electricity or, you know, goes out or something like that. $480,000 in cash in his home, including pockets in jackets on hangers packed with cash. 
stacks and stacks of folded cash. EO11. Stacks and stacks of folded cash. And he had uh, uh, jackets, suit jackets, and, and blazers. Blazers. With uh, cash filling the pockets, including one jacket that is labeled, I guess one says Bob Menendez in it, and another jacket says it's the Congressional Hispanic Caucus. Wink, wink. It's labeled on the inside. Congressional Hispanic Caucus jacket, like he won the Masters at the Congressional Hispanic Caucus. And they found, here's a stack with 1400 bucks in cash, piles of $20 bills. Here's another one in a jacket with $2,900 stacked cash, stacks and stacks of folded cash. Yeah, that's right. I'm doing Sammy Davis Jr. in Ocean's Eleven. EO Eleven. Because uh, someday I'll have me a chauffeur and a block-long limousine, EO11. Stacks and stacks of folded cash. And that's what Senator Bob Menendez got. And we didn't know anything about it, even though it happened in June of last year. Because it turns out the FBI is a political organization. And only some things leak constantly. And other things... They can keep a close hold on. Isn't that great? Senator Bob Menendez indicted again for corruption, allegedly had cash stuffed in coat, comma, gold bars. Menendez has served as a senator from New Jersey since 2006. Federal grand jury in New York returned a sweeping indictment against United States Senator Bob Menendez, Democrat New Jersey, chairman of the powerful Foreign Relations Committee, as opposed to one of those not powerful Senate committees. In connection with improper foreign relations, you know, uh, Bill Clinton has improper foreign relations (laughs) every now and then. And business dealings. The investigation focused on a luxury car, gold bars, and uh, and, and an apartment allegedly received by Menendez and his wife. They got an apartment. Nadine, his wife Nadine Arslanian, Nadine Arslanian, uh, she's Armenian, I'm thinking. His wife uh, was also indicted. She's the one you may remember showed up at a White House dinner dressed in a very skimpy, short, white dress. She is, it would be fair to say, much younger than he is. He is 69 years old. Wink, wink. The indictment charges Menendez and his wife with having a corrupt relationship with three New Jersey businessmen, while Wa'il Hanna, uh, Jose Uribe, and Fred Dades. I think Davies is how it's pronounced. Um, it's like Davies, but with a D, a D and a D. The indictment accused Menendez and his wife of accepting hundreds of thousands of dollars in bribes in exchange for using the senator's powerful influence to seek to protect and enrich the businessmen. Well, sure, that's the whole point of bribes. I mean, don't be silly. These bribes included cash, gold payments toward home mortgage, compensation for no-show job, uh, and a luxury vehicle, the black Mercedes-Benz convertible. It's, it's pretty nice, too. It's a nice. Those Mercedes convertibles are nice, I think. That's what I think. It's the second time the New Jersey senator has been charged with corruption. In 2015, an indictment ended in a mistrial in 2018 after a jury failed to reach a verdict. Maybe the jury got gold bars and pockets full of cash, too. Who can say? Reach a verdict on all counts, and a judge acquitted him on some charges. 
did the judge get a Mercedes-Benz convertible? Because we are a third-world country right now. And the Democrats made it happen. And they helped. So a previous charge against Menendez centered on his relationship with a Florida eye doctor, Solomon Melgan, a close ally of the senator. Menendez allegedly accepted gifts from Melgan or Melgen in exchange for using the power of his Senate office to benefit the doctor's financial and personal interests. But they got a hung jury out of it. Right? Um, and it turns out that 15 months ago, the FBI took photographs of Robert Menendez's Hispanic Caucus jacket, a blue windbreaker jacket, with stacks and stacks of folded cash, one stack with $2,900, one stack with $1,400 American, and then photographs of gold bars. Gold bars always look good, don't they? They just look good. And in the movie Goldfinger, they had those things, that whole roller. They had the nuclear weapon, remember? Had to use two gold bars to break the lock on the case with the, with the nuclear weapon. Then he finally stopped the clock, or the other guy walked up and stopped it. When there, how, lo- how much time was left? Zero, zero, seven seconds. That's how many? Double, oh, seven. That was the uh, thing. So, uh, and, and here's the, the, the key to this whole thing, is the FBI raided the place in June of last year, 15 months ago. Took all these pictures in June of last year, 15 months ago. Not a leak, not a peep hermetically sealed, they can keep a secret like nobody's business, except when it's a Republican, in particular Donald Trump, in which case the FBI has a completely different set of rules. All right, let's go back to the Democrats at NBC News. They finally visited the border. They sent Morgan Chesky, who spoke to the mayor of Eagle Pass, Texas, uh, Rolando Salinas. I played audio for you of Rolando Salinas yesterday and maybe day before yesterday also. NBC Fake News with Morgan Chesky. Nationwide, the border crisis is growing. Nationwide. On Wednesday, a Border Patrol official tells NBC News nearly 9,000 migrants crossed illegally, approaching the record high of more than 10,000, set in May. Tonight, President Biden is sending 800 more troops to help Border Patrol with logistics and processing migrants. See, they're going to send uh, the... Uh the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, is sending Texas National Guard troops to stop people from entering. So Joe Biden's White House countered by sending military troops to process people, which means to move them into the country more rapidly. And again, here's what has to happen. All the Republican governors mobilize their Air National Guard assets, move transport planes, whether they're C-130s or C-17s or whatever they have, big or small, move them down to Texas, load them up, move all the illegals to New York City and uh, put them in Times Square and then drive away waving and say thank you very much. That's what the Republicans need to do. The Democrats and the media, but I repeat myself, would go bat guano crazy, apoplectic. They might self-immolate like that Democrat did at the Supreme Court last year on Earth Day. Here is Morgan Chesky. Now the Biden administration announcing a major policy change, giving temporary legal status to nearly half a million Venezuelan migrants, allowing them to apply for work permits in the U.S., adding they'll be temporarily barred from deportation. They're barred from something, from deportation, because they're in the country illegally. The Biden administration and the Democrats are here to dismantle the United States of America and make it unrecognizable to all Americans. The Democrat mayor of New York, Eric Adams, said that just what they're dealing with now 
will destroy New York City. That's what he said. Time for about 500 more C-17 aircraft loaded with every rotten illegal alien that crosses our border. Put them in New York, bring them to Martha's Vineyard, drop them off where it works, where it has an effect. Because even NBC News had to confess that it is a nationwide crisis because now Democrats are upset about it in Chicago, where they're building Bidenville's $29.5 million to build a tent city for illegal aliens. They're laying around outside police stations in Chicago. My friend Vince sent me photographs he took with his phone yesterday of the illegals sprawled out in front of police stations uh, because Chicago is too dangerous. Um, and then they went to NBC News, Tan Tom Lamas. The situation with migrants has gotten so bad, they've created this makeshift processing center under one of the main bridges here, one of the main arteries connecting Mexico to Eagle Pass. It appears they've separated the migrants, at least for now. There seems to be families on one side. Cages. You can see some of them getting into Border Patrol vans right there. And then on the other side, it looks to be a large amount of males that have come in without families and or without their wives and have arrived here. Kids in cages. And then the uh, mayor of Eagle Pass, Texas, uh, Mayor Salinas, uh, was on CNN, uh, which is not NBC, but almost identical, and uh, talking to a Democrat named Aaron Burnett. Hey, you don't blame Joe Biden for any of this, do you? Mayor, how do you feel about it when you say that there are no consequences and that is causing more of this? Does the president bear some of the responsibility for the crisis in your city? Some. Does he bear I'll some? I'll be honest with you. I believe 100% he does bear some responsibility uh, for this crisis. I haven't heard from anybody in the administration. Uh, the president hasn't put out the state, a statement. The vice president, I haven't heard from anybody. Nobody has bothered to call me, anyone in the city staff, saying, hey, this is the federal government. We know what you're going through. We're worried about you. This is our plan of action. Nothing. Now, their plan of action is to have the United States overrun from coast to coast, from north to south, to overwhelm and bankrupt the United States of America. See the Cloward and Piven strategy. Uh, Mayor Rolando Salinas. We're here abandoned. We're on the border. We're asking for help. This is unacceptable. Please just enforce the laws that are on the books. We're a nation of laws. That's all I ask for is that it, it shouldn't be uh, like this. We should be able to enforce laws. A nation of laws just enforce the laws on the books? What kind of a right-wing, racist, lunatic, MAGA-extremist is this? Oh, wait, uh, Rolando, Rolando Salinas is a Democrat. Wait a minute. D- enforce the laws on the books? We're a nation of laws? Now he's not sh- singing from the Democrat Party sheet music anymore. He's probably in grave danger. Grave danger. Cringe yesterday at the White House briefing, being cringeworthy as usual. One of the left wing media reports says that uh, Senator Menendez, among other actions, Menendez provided sensitive U.S. government information to Egypt and took other steps that secretly aided the government of Egypt because an Egyptian was paying him money. Menendez also improperly advised and pressured an official at the United States Department of Agriculture for the purpose of protecting a business business monopoly granted by one of the people paying him, Hannah. 
and by Egypt and uh, used in part to fund the bribes being paid to Menendez through his wife, Nadine Menendez. Starting to sound familiar. Now we're going to have to look into his son, who's a House member, and his daughter, who's an NBC News anchor and correspondent, because based on the Biden model, you know, all the bribery money gets spread around through the families. There might be some LLCs. And, you know, the FBI is on the case, though. They raided the place 15 months ago and uh, kept it a closely held secret until today. He also, in, uh, what, 2017, got a couple of really hot women visas to the United States because, you know, he's a Democrat. All right, let's go to uh, Ed O'Keefe from CBS News at the White House briefing yesterday with Cringe, um, talking about Venezuela and all the illegal aliens coming in by the, by the city load. One thing the White House can do on its own is foreign policy. Who's talking to Venezuela about well, why these people are still coming? Who's talking to Panama about the Darien Gap and who's allowing them to come in? And whatever happened to those State Department and Spain and Canada centers that were going to be set up along route so on the to last make sure that people would have nope. options all very good questions all very good questions which i'm not going to answer look these diplomatic conversations are incredibly important you heard from the national security advisor uh, these are conversations that blinken is having the secretary of state is having uh, the president let's not forget just last fall brought uh, brought 20 21 22 countries together to talk about what's how migration is affecting the region and remember they signed a declaration yeah, they signed, and, and uh, the declaration was, everybody come to the United States and collect your free stuff. Peter Ducey asked Cringe a question. She didn't like it. What do you call it here at the White House when 10,000 people illegally cross the border in a single day? So what do you call it, Peter, when GOP puts forth a... a, a wait, no. No, 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 no. No, you can't. Green? I'm answering... Okay, we're going to move on. No, 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 we're moving on. Green, moving. please. In the back, no, no, you said you were stopping back, the flow the at the border. No, no, I tried to answer... Peter, I tried to answer the question. You stopped me. Let's go. She tried to answer it by attacking Republicans. Um, Joe Biden doesn't know Hispanic people from black people, but he's not a racist like Fetterman chasing that black guy with a shotgun. Congressional Black Caucus embodies all those values. That's right. Uh, But, sir, we're the Hispanic Caucus. Hey guys, welcome to the Candy Valentino Show. I'm Candy Valentino. I was a founder before I could legally order a drink. And for more than two and a half decades, I've built, scaled, acquired, and exited multiple businesses in diverse industries. Now my goal is to help you by sharing the knowledge that I've learned, the mistakes that I've made, and the wisdom that I've developed over my journey. Bi-weekly episodes every Monday and Thursday. The Candy Valentino Show, wherever you listen.